0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello, and welcome to the Spanish Grand Prix preview episode. Just going to forewarn you, I'm recording this the Thursday before Monaco because I'm going to be on vacation next week and won't have the ability to record this episode when I leave. So, this preview is being done well ahead of time. It's going to be very short, and that's about all I got for you, so... I will have to throw a storyline in here because some news has broken that I didn't want to wait to mention or discuss until I got back. So I will have to add that. But yes, this is a Spanish Grand Prix preview episode. Go over my predictions, a storyline or two, and go over the track and its history. So we're going to the Circuit de Barcelona, Catalunya. This is like one of the tracks that drivers love driving, but the actual racing there for people is not the most exciting thing in the world. Testing is great to watch here because it's got the undulation, long straights, high and low speed corners. It's got everything on this track, just the actual racing product that it gives you is not always the best. Like, my problem with it is uh, the second DRS zone down the main straight goes into not a sharp corner. So even if you have speed and you're alongside someone, you can't just outbreak them simply because it's not like it's hairpin tight corner. But... Get onto the actual circuit now. Not just my preferences on how race tracks work. This circuit, the circuit de Barcelona Catalunya, 4.657 kilometers or 2.894 miles in length, with 66 laps raced to complete a total distance of 307.236 kilometers or 190.908 miles. The circuit contains 14 turns, eight to the right and six to the left, with two DRS zones, one down the main pit, one down the main pit straight. Sorry and one down the back straight, quote-unquote, between turns 9 and 10. The track has been changed yet again. Last year, they took the wider turn layout for turn 10, and this year, they're removing the chicane at the end of the lap, both in an attempt to make the actual racing around the circuit better. The foundation of this track was first laid in 1989 as part of the 1992 Barcelona Olympics Development Program. The first race was held in 1991 and was won by Nigel Mansell. Drivers love the circuit, which probably comes because of the amount of winter testing that tends to take place here. Uh, There's a mix of high and low speed corners, undulation with elevation changes, and a flowing nature that makes the track look like a breeze to drive. Michael Schumacher and Lewis Hamilton are tied for the most wins as drivers with six each, while Ferrari has 12 victories to make them the most successful constructor at the circuit. Storylines to follow uh, for this weekend's race. Upgrades aplenty, maybe? Obviously, I'm recording this one so far in advance, I can't speak to what upgrades did or didn't come at Monaco, but I can hit on Ferrari and their development plan because this came out after Imoa. After Miami, Fred Vasseur said the team planned on bringing a new rear suspension to the Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix and a further upgrade package would come in Spain. However, the forecasted weather meant that Ferrari postponed their upgrades for the race before the event was canceled in Imoa, so now the full new package will hit the track in Catalonia. Viseur didn't say specifically what the upgrades would be outside of suspension, but he did say that it would be silly to suggest that the upgrades would be directed towards one single singular pillar, so look out for new wing suspension or really anything once the Ferrari leaves the garage for the first time in Barcelona. Obviously, Mercedes upgrades came out, I'm recording this Thursday before Monaco, if you listened to the Race Rewind last week about Monaco, you know this, but... Mercedes new upgrades came out with the wider side pods changing from a vertical air intake to a more horizontal conventional intake, but all I've really seen is the side pods. I've heard that the front suspension changed as well, but that's not the sexy thing that F1 likes to release pictures of, so... Um, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see if other teams brought upgrades there. We only hear about Mercedes because they're supposed to be a front running team. Ferrari obviously announced they're not bringing anything to Monaco, so it's all coming in Spain. So, wonder if that concept is changing or if they're just simply changing wings and suspension pieces and keeping the side pods and that concept together. But we'll have to wait and see until uh, this race weekend, Spain, Spanish Grand Prix in Spain. Yeah, Barcelona de Catalunya. The other storyline that I have no notes on because it was just announced yesterday, the Aston Martin will become the Honda works team when the new regulations come in in 2026. Obviously, the last time the Honda had a works team was McLaren, and we all know how that went, the GP2 engine jokes, and other things that Fernando Alonso said about that engine, with them eventually improving to the point that they won a world championship with Red Bull in 2021. Um... Yeah, they're still working together now until Ford comes in for the new regulations to help Red Bull. Um, yeah, Honda announced at the end of 2020 that it wasn't worth their investment to only win you know, two or three races a season. They wanted to win all the time. Then they finally start winning all the time, and it's too late because they've already announced that they're leaving. So hopefully this time they actually stick in. As a works team, Aston Martin will now not have to worry about getting customer engines, which you know if you're a customer team, you're never getting better products than the works team so like mercedes is providing them with engines gearboxes and suspension pieces for the rear end of the car you know you're never going to beat mercedes with that equal equipment you're going to have to go out and get something better that's what aston martin has done here showing that they have the full intention of competing for championships drivers and constructor wise both okay so now my predictions for the weekend like i said it's going to be short because i'm recording this so far in advance i don't know what happened in monaco but Fernando Alonso podium here. I don't think this one's very shocking, and I really don't think I need to explain it, but Alonso has been third place in most races this season. Best of the rest behind the Red Bulls in Bahrain, Saudi, and Miami, with another P3 coming in Australia behind Lewis Hamilton. At his home race and a track that he's had circle alongside Monaco first and Spain second, expect the best from Alonso in his home race. Next one, Carlos signs top six. He spun last year while running up front and only took P4 because Lewis Hamilton had to go at about 60% of his pace for the final handful of laps to make it to the end. But I expect Sainz to take on the new upgrades and have a new confidence with the improved performance. But I also believe Mercedes and Aston Martin will still be faster while Red Bull is down the road. But Sainz should find a way to make it into the top six. Also going for a George Russell P, or top four, not P4, that'd be oddly specific, a top four. He got P3 last season after Charlotte Leclerc's engine failure and Carlos Sign's spin early on. I think Russell will continue his consistency and take another near-podium finish while Mercedes still work on understanding their new concept, or new car design, whatever you'd like to call it. Alpine double points finish is my fourth prediction. Acon took p P7 last season while Gasly took P13 in an Alfa Tauri, which was likely the worst or second worst car on the grid at this time last year. I think any upgrade that Alpine brings to the car will add stability and confidence for the drivers and lead to better finishes. I expect them to get the result that they should have gotten in Australia before they both crashed out together on the final red flag restart. Valtteri Bottas points. is my fifth and final prediction for this race. The Alfa Romeo senior driver scored a P6 finish last season, which would have been a P7 likely had Charlotte Leclerc not suffered a DNF. I believe Bottas has a positive affinity for this circuit, so I'll take him to score top 10 finish here in Barcelona. My podium prediction, didn't even mention the Red Bulls, and this is why Verstappen Alonso Perez is going to be your podium finish for the Spanish Grand Prix. That's all I got for this preview episode. Like I said, going to be shorter because I haven't seen even Monaco yet I'm doing this the Thursday before. But I'll have the Race Rewind episode out tomorrow. I believe it's the 2012 Spanish Grand Prix I've picked to discuss for you this time. So I'll have that out. Check out my Indy 500. Oh, no, never mind. This is coming out after Spain. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Check out that race rewind episode and i will talk to you after the race takes place this sunday and yeah that's all i got now this time i'm done bye bye